Hello, this is Kerry Hurrigan from the Astrology New Podcast, and today we'll be covering the full moon in Libra, the stelliums in Aries and Taurus, Saturn in Pisces, Pluto entering Aquarius, and the 16th card of the tarot, the tower, as this Libran full moon is the seventh full moon in a row at 16 degrees. But firstly, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the original land carers, the Awabical people, where this podcast is recorded. I give my deepest respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Just a reminder, you can get a free mini astrology report that includes a very detailed birth chart from Astrology and You. I created a video to show you how you can create a free birth chart with transits at astro.com. And both of these are extremely helpful with any astrology that you're following. You can find the podcast on the usual platforms, including Spotify as well as YouTube. And I'll leave any links below mentioned in the podcast in the show notes. The full moon in Libra is happening on the 5th or 6th of April 2023 at 16 degrees and 7 minutes depending on your location. So to see how this applies to your life, see the house where these transits are happening as this is the life area that personally relates to you. This is the 7th full moon in a row at 16 degrees and this is remarkable. In evolutionary astrology, we equate the moon to our ego, our subjective filter by which we view the world based on our childhood conditionings, beliefs, societal conditionings, our culture, including our past life experiences. The moon also correlates to our sense of security and safety, such as the known and familiar, which is why it relates to habits. It also relates to family, childhood, our mother, or it can be our most nurturing parent, and it also correlates to the masses. Full moons bring things to a closure or culmination. We can be more aware of where we are emotionally blocked and can find the cause to ultimately bring to a close and set ourselves free. We can identify what no longer serves us to release, to further develop, mature and move forward in our soul's evolutionary journey. To free ourselves from our emotional blockages, stressful thoughts and emotions, I highly recommend the work of Byron Katie as her process gets to the bottom of what is causing your suffering and where you'll find liberation and freedom and she offers it all for free. So we'll talk a little bit about Libra and starting with the brilliance of Libra. Libra seeks balance and peace. It has a sense of fairness, a sense of justice, is considerate of others, it's the peacemaker, it represents growth, duality and independence and these are all Libran qualities. Libra is where we enter the world of others socially, forming all kinds of relationships. We actually get to know ourselves as we compare ourselves to others, therefore we are encouraged to engage with other people. One of the things Venus represents from a Libran point of view is the psychology of listening and where better to have that than in relationships. And why do we find listening so hard at times? Usually because our own needs aren't being met and when this happens we project. We project our needs onto another, which is part of the shadow of Libra. We feel we are not being heard, leading to feelings of inner lack and not feeling good enough. And Libra can express its shadow through extremes and indecision, flip-flopping from one side to another. Libra shows us where imbalances are in our life and how relationships with others reflect our own inner relationship with ourselves. Other extremes can be found in overpleasing others, overspending as Libra loves beautiful things and is ruled by the planet of money, which is Venus. 
The full moon in Libra is opposite an airy stellium. Stelliums are where you have three or more planets in the same sign, making the energy concentrated. This stellium consists of the Sun sitting between Jupiter and Chiron. Both Aries and Libra are initiating archetypes on the cardinal axis, and this also includes Cancer and Capricorn. The initiating air sign of the Libran full moon will crank up the assertive energy a few notches. Therefore, the best thing we can do is to be aware of this and use the energy in a positive way. The concentration of this Aries energy can come with confusion, so the Libran full moon helps bring more peace and balance. This full moon in opposition to the sun will also illuminate what is kept hidden and it will help bring it out into the open. Jupiter expands our consciousness, faith, independence, and future vision. Both Aries and the Sun relate to the I Am Principle. And with Jupiter sitting in Aries invites us to commence on a new cycle expanding ourselves. Chiron, known as the Wounded Healer, signifies finding our weaknesses and we find strength in our weaknesses to overcome. We inevitably are able to help others. Mars, the ruler of Aries, is now in Cancer. It's not an easy combination on the surface as Mars wants to take action pushing cancer out of its comfort zone, which brings emotions of insecurity. However, once aware, we can use this energy for the powerful potential that it holds. This powerful combination of inspiration and emotions are both exciting and motivating, but be aware not to get too carried away. The other stellium is that in Taurus, and Venus, the ruler of Libra, is in the Taurus stellium, along with Uranus, Mercury, and the North Node. Venus correlates to our values, and this relates to money, property, the stock market, and finances. So during this time, I thought I would look up some financial astrologers due to all the activity in the financial markets and found a brilliant YouTube presentation with Christine Skinner. She mentions another astrologer, Louise McWerther, who would monitor the financial markets using the North Node. And Christine uses Louise's business cycle chart in her presentation. Financial astrologer Louise McWerther wrote a book in 1938 called McWerther Theory of Stock Market Forecasting, where she uses the New York Stock Exchange with the North Node cycles, transits and lunations in an 18.6 year time frame as the North Node travels around the zodiac. So in further investigation, I came across Karen Cristino's website and another unknown astrologer, Evangeline Adams. And Evangeline also practiced techniques in financial forecasting. Karen, thankfully, has written a book about Evangeline and you can still get a copy of Louise's book. You can check out Karen's website and these remarkable unknown astrologers and it's really quite a, an interesting website and I learned so much from there. Now I had never heard of Louise or Evangeline and certainly not the techniques that they used and all done by hand without instant results as we are so used to having now. As mentioned, Uranus is also in Taurus, and Uranus relates to breaking away from limitations. Uranus is futuristic, and around the issues of money, we may see new types of money, such as digital dollars, for example. As they are already talking about, Uranus struggles in the fixed sign of Taurus and wants to break free of old ways. 
With the North Node in Taurus, Louise McWhorter's business cycle theory suggests that markets will slow down as the North Node goes through Taurus and will transition through Aries and Pisces in a three to four year period. So we shall observe and correlate in the journey of the North Node. Uranus correlates to sudden shocks when resistance continues building up pressure. Pressure is released just like in earthquakes and volcanoes of which we are also experiencing currently on our planet with devastating results. We can apply this analogy to the financial system as well as resistance builds to keep the old structures in place which is creating pressure and the release of this pressure can come suddenly. Saturn moved into Pisces on March 7th and will remain there till 24th of March 2025. Saturn will retrograde briefly back into Aquarius in 25 and 26 and we will be hearing more about that as time passes by. Saturn correlates to structure, boundaries and limitations and old structures at that that no longer serve and many we will see dissolve away. Pisces is about truth and with Saturn in Pisces can expect more exposure of corruption relating to the hierarchy and politics, corporations and the rich and powerful and truth always rises. Pluto enters Aquarius at zero degrees and the power of Pluto changing signs correlates with very significant events because Pluto takes 248 years to complete a cycle. As an example, Pluto changed signs in the years of 1914, 1939 and 2008, coinciding with huge world events. Pluto will transform Aquarius and Pluto will be Aquarianized if there is such a word. Pluto in Aquarius suggests great leaps forward in technology, healing such as epigenetics. You can see the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton for more information. The rise of alternative healing such as sound, light, music, meditations of which Dr. Joe Dispenza has done much work in this area. Changes in our DNA, telepathic capabilities and our abilities to enter new dimensions. This is also covered in Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Time as we know it will change. Time is speeding up and we're all feeling it and Greg Braden's work covers this extremely well. This is the time of invention and innovation like flying cars. AI will be more active in our lives. New energy systems. Pluto rules the world of the very tiny such as viruses and nanosystems. Pluto in Aquarius relates the environment, the animals and our planet and how better humans can coexist. One of the things I find really exciting is space and the contact with other beings in our neighboring star systems. And this is so exciting and people are already doing this with the work of Dr. Stephen Greer and I'm certainly trying to. Pluto also exposes corruption in order to find the truth. It is the planet of destruction, death, but it is also the planet of rebirth. And like everything, we can have a healthy expression of Pluto and Aquarius, and then there's the shadow. Things like more authoritarian ruling and the use of technology in harmful and controlling ways. As I initially mentioned, the 16th card of the tarot is the tower, this being the seventh full moon in a row at 16 degrees. And the tower represents the crown, the hierarchy and rulers. The tower signifies a crisis, sudden change, destruction and jeopardy if it is built on a shaky foundation. 
An unstable foundation in any area, whether it's a relationship, business, government, corporation or dwelling, if not stable, will collapse. So what can we do with all these huge changes that are happening? Well, there's a lot we can do actually. And the best thing to start with is don't get caught up in the fear and terror. Turn off the mainstream media. Take care of yourself holistically and practice self-love and find inner security. Be in the higher emotions of hope, peace, gratitude, joy, relief, appreciation as much as you can. We must go through this and we will get through it. It's all been done before. There is nothing new under the sun. So to wrap up, medically liberals, the kidneys, auditory system balance equilibrium and steadiness so a couple of suggestions as always have a daily meditation practice to balance the body treat your body like a temple after all it is a temple look and identify in the lack you have in your life and make efforts to find the richness and positive side of that lack because it's actually through the lack you find abundance strengthen your overall immune system mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. Be in nature as much as you can and bring more balance and peace into your life where it is needed. A new website is in the making. I just keep chipping away and I'll let you know when it's ready. And I wanted to say a big thank you to the new subscribers and a thank you to you for listening. Until next time, take very good care of yourself and God bless. Bye bye.